This is Mike and Dory, and welcome to Mentally Speaking. And we're back. So, how has it been writing? How's your writing? Good. You? I've been kind of <laughs> procrastinating on that. I really want to get back into it. And I need to get back into it because this is an interesting, at least to me, amalgam of a bunch of different stories that I really, 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 really love that I've read growing up um, in my many years on earth and your many years on earth. Yes. <laughs> I was in the same rut as you for a long time, but I started writing a new book and what is it I about? found, I found my, my, my groove thing. What's your groove thing? That's an autobiographical type book, but I'm writing it on my phone. I have an app for that. It's called Microsoft word. Have you ever heard of it? No. <laughs> tell about microsoft and there's a view it on your phone option so it's not all tiny stupid oh and yeah you can see it really well and it's just i like the mobility of it why because i can write mobily duh i can write whenever i want i can do it at work i can do it on my lunch break i can do it on the couch i can do it in bed it doesn't matter i don't need my laptop do you and find I'm, that I'm used to writing on my phone because of all the texty wexties and stuff? Do you think that texting has limited our ability to create, or do you think it's actually helped our ability to create? Neither. It's just made us uh, lazy. So you think it's a hindrance? <laughs> sort of. I'm not sure it hinders our ability to create, but we don't like talk to people like we used to did we really talk to people or did mm. we just read newspapers instead no you had to call them and say hello is so and so there yeah and, but i mean it's no difference than now now you can actually stay in touch with people better yeah because you don't have to call them and but you don't to, have oh, to actually talk I, to them i don't want to talk it's to just through words yeah but type back then it was i don't want to talk to these people but I don't think Hand it affects. I don't think it affects writing, and ideas in that way. Just for me, I find it easier to write on my phone because I'm so used to using my phone, having my phone on me, and when I have an idea, I can write it down right away. I do think it is much easier because you don't have to worry about whether or not it's plugged in or um, grabbing it real quick and turning it on and waiting for all the different identification shit to go through before you can actually start writing what 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 did you call it identification oh i heard identification identification okay that makes more sense yeah because i said it and i don't have an actual like desk at home in an office yeah so it's really hard on a laptop to put it on my lap and do it comfortably or sit on the bed and do it comfortably my phone, I don't need to worry about that. Yeah, whoever invented laptops was not really thinking about the lab. No. <laughs> they were thinking it's mobile, so that makes it good and easy. Yeah, but it's not really a laptop. It should have been a mobile top. That's not that either. That's true. I mean, it's not like you can just take that and start typing on your way to work type of thing. It is if you're sitting on a train. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Or an airplane, but yeah. not if you're driving. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to do that on your phone either. <laughs> no, no, you're not. 
but but if you did it once, you may to, never do you know, it again. Speech to text works much better on your phone than it does on a computer. I've considered doing that for writing my book. Just say it in my phone and let it type it for me. But I'm afraid I'm going to get too talky. I wouldn't write well. No, it would not write well. I can guarantee you that. So I haven't done it, but I thought about it. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so why anyway, you, back to the Why are you subject. writing the book, though? Because I want my story to be heard. Yeah, everybody does. Why? I don't think everybody does. <laughs> I really don't think everybody cares. <laughs> but I do because I had things happen to me that I think other people can learn from. Like what? Like what are they you learning from you? got to read the book. No, don't give details. Just what are they going to be able to learn from you? What is it that you're trying to relay in your story that can relate to the masses um dealing with depression dealing with lack of confidence low self-esteem dealing with being bullied and just all sorts of other things like that dealing with emotionally uh, immature uh, i guess emotionally immature parents family various things like that I kind of go into how I felt during certain events in my life and just talk about certain events. And it do you might think, go deeper. Ooh, deeper. So do you think that that played a huge part in your depression? Or do you think... My, my past? Yes. Like, Hell yeah. 100%. Do you think that's why you have depression? Or do you think that it's a combination of nature and nurture? You know... You were predispositioned for it because you were born into a family of psychos. And then... <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> and then because your family is a bunch of psychos, um, they kind of nurtured you into being a psycho yourself. I think it's both. I think there's a hereditary gene that is inside you that makes you depressed or anxiety, whatever the case may be. But then there are events in your life that trigger it, make it worse, or affect the way you think about things or see yourself or affect your self-awareness that haunt you for the rest of your life. And how Until does that make you feel? Depressed. <laughs> yes. But those sort of things affect you and haunt you for the rest of your life, making you unable to function like you feel like you should yeah i guess that's a good way to put it so basically it brings in a little guilt there too mm -hmm. because you feel like you're supposed to be at you know your top level especially the older you get and then you're not performing in your mind at that top level and so then you feel guilty because you're not performing at the top level mm -hmm. you don't feel good enough it's not even, I mean, yeah, there's guilt, but also just you don't feel like you're you're worthy. You're not good enough. And for me, anyway, that's kind of been a constant for as long as I can remember always being made to feel like I'm not good enough. Yes, yes, it has. So part of my book is kind of telling the story of why I have felt that way and 
I'm hoping to tell the story of getting out of that feeling, but I don't know how that's going to work or if I'm going to. I haven't gotten that far yet. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's just how can we cope with it? Right. It's not like uh, one of those diseases where you take something and then voila, you're cured. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus and all that happy horseshit. Keep talking. You're in the middle of a thought. Keep going. Well, you interrupted me because you looked at me. Uh-huh. That's what you're supposed to do when people talk to you. Yeah, but you looked at me like, what? <laughs> like you were trying to say what? Or something, I don't know, or point out a dog. Do you remember what you were talking about? No. Smooth. Well, you interrupted me. And that is kind of actually a part of depression. That not a purposeful segue, but A, it works, is that when working and dealing with depression, you have a tendency to kind of have short-term memory lapses and forget things that are going on, you know. Or... Is that depression or we're just old? It's depression. I'd like to say that it would be because we're getting old, but it's not. It's depression. I think it's a little bit of both. Maybe for you, because you are old. But you're older. Did Only you forget? No, I did not forget. But being a man, you're just old. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> I think also writing my book kind of helps me with the coping as a coping mechanism because that's allowing me to uh, relive it in a sense. And Basically, you're going talking, back through the emotions. Yeah. And you're remembering all of those little things that make you, you good or bad. And you're, what's the word, reconciling with your past. Mm hmm. Yeah, it happened. And I'm talking to little Mike. And not that little Mike, you know. My younger self. <laughs> That's not little Mike. Yes. <laughs> we got to specify. We're talking about the younger self of Mike, not little Mike. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but it's a way of healing, and I guess. I mean, does it really feel like you're healing as you write this? I wouldn't say it feels like I'm healing, but I think it helps to say it even or write it and just kind of get it out there. I don't think I've let myself really feel it, though. My, yeah. therapy's, my therapist keeps telling me that. I combine therapist and keeps in one word, therapist. <laughs> <laughs> my therapist keeps telling me I need to actually feel it, and I don't think I'm letting myself truly feel it or but there have been piece? a couple there have been a couple chapters that have gotten to me a little bit made you for clumped so yes choked you up a little a little bit and so it, it is does important. work it's important to feel those things um in order to not i guess not 100 percent heal but at least somewhat feel better mm -hmm. i would think and just you had a lot of shit that went down my therapist got so excited when I told her I was writing a book. <laughs> she thought it was the greatest idea ever. Because it is. So, if I'm... you have bad depression or something, write a book about your life. It's yeah, basically the same as journaling, I guess. And it's also a way of 
not only letting yourself know, but let other people know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, people go through horrible shit, some, some worse than others. But, you know, we all go through our crap growing up. And in the case of Mike and I, we both have siblings and we reacted in totally different ways, you know, each of us. And so what does siblings have to do with that? Just the fact that even though they may seem to have their shit together or whatever is going on in their life doesn't mitigate yours. Uh, Yes. And that everybody takes the same situation differently. Mm -hmm. You know, as I've told you before, you could have five people witness a brown Cadillac, you know, 88 Coupe de Ville type of thing driving past. And somebody will say it was a Chevy. Another person might say it was blue. It's the old game of telephone. Right. By the time you get to the fifth person, it's not going to be the same anymore. (laughs) And so because of that, it may feel like you're alone in your thoughts and feelings. And you might be surprised to find by writing all of this out that there's quite a few other people that feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And I have found that uh, don't compare your own events and your own problems to other people's and make yourself think that that's not that bad. Like I was never in the like a, a alcoholic or addicted to drugs or raised in a drug dealing family or anything crazy like that. I wasn't sexually molested or raped or anything like that. And I know some people that were, but that doesn't mean that my story is any less or theirs is any more or less either. It's just, it's different. We all handle it different, and it's traumatic to the individual. Yes. I mean, well, to an extent, being molested and raped is way worse than what we had. But it still doesn't mitigate what we went through. It doesn't mean that just because we weren't molested or raped or, you know, mama's on the corner of fifth and vine selling crack type of thing my mom would not have survived selling crack (laughs) neither would actually nobody would have survived my mama but (laughs) i think your mama could have done it she didn't but she could have um but my mama would have beaten everybody um but even though we didn't have those childhoods we were fairly sheltered especially me Mm -hmm. um doesn't mean that our depression is lesser than somebody else's. You know, there are a lot of people who have schizophrenia or who have depression and anxiety who had what, you know, people looking from the outside in would think would be, oh, you had an idyllic childhood. Mm -hmm. You had the toys you wanted. That's probably how people would view my childhood. And to an extent, I mean, based on the surface, it was an ideal mm-hmm. childhood. You know, you got, within reason, the toys you wanted. You had the 2.2 children. You had the subject of, you know, one animal and the two parents living in 
a cute little house that was big enough for the four of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you needed to go to the dentist, you could go get braces if you needed them. Nothing to worry about. But that doesn't mean you had a happy childhood. Exactly. Just like, yeah, my family grew up poor. My parents both worked a lot. You know, sometimes they would work separate shifts to make sure somebody was home with us girls when we were little. And we're extremely close because all we had was each other. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't get the Cabbage Patch Kid when we wanted it. I mean, eventually we did, but not immediately. Mm. And, excuse me. <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it doesn't mean that my childhood was bad either. We got, we got out of it what we needed, and it was a great childhood. Yeah. I wouldn't say mine was great, but I had good moments. So anyway, at the beginning, we were talking about your book and my book and writing. Yeah. Why do you have such troubles writing a book? You took six years to write the last one. It was I not think, six years. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. And I think you're on like year three of this one. And it's not year three. It's pretty close. No, it's not. But why <laughs> do you think? Is it depression or are you just... It's. I think it's depression. I think it greatly inhibits... For instance, when I go to write, you know, my thoughts start crowding in my head that this isn't good enough. This is crap. You need to change this. Or, you know, you can always make this better. So you need to go in and make this better. And instead of focusing on what's happening next, it's like my brain wants to focus on what I've already written and make it better. So it's almost like that um, that horrible cycle that people get into when they're editing. Mm-hmm. You know, there are papers for school and all this stuff. You're only supposed to do it three times. Mm-hmm. Pass that, let it go. So why don't you want to go back and start writing again? Part of it is just... Is that the lack of motivation from depression? Yeah. I Are just... you that depressed lately? No, not necessarily, but sometimes so the medicine... You explain yourself. Oh, shut up. The medicine can kind of limit you too, it seems. Like, for instance... That's a good excuse. Shut up. It isn't an excuse. It's true that sometimes those symptoms of depression are not cured by your medication. That's why, you know, if you watch television, you get the Trintellix to add on (laughs) and things like that. So you end up having to add on to your medication in order to be able to function better. Because sometimes... Usually they just give you new medication they don't add on. Well, yeah, they usually change your medication. Then eventually they add on. But I just I don't, got new medication. I've got pretty good medication. The medication I was on before was um, deadening. <laughs> Let's just say that I felt totally mm-hmm. dead and just a walking zombie. I remember. And I, I didn't like it. And I feel now, but I'm still a little... Blah. At times. I think you always kind of have been. Without medication or with medication. Maybe so. 
I think you just have a bleh personality. Thanks. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, it just... We are both very laid back, very <laughs> don't give a shit kind of mentality people. Yes. And we it... don't have a very strong whoosh. I think part of it is there's no deadline, too. So I am a huge procrastinator. I have always been a procrastinator, not a procrastinator. <laughs> and because there is no deadline, no, well, you've got to turn this in within a week type of thing. I don't feel the urge to get it done either. Like I want to get it done. And then I think of, but then I got to set up everything because again, we don't have an office with a desk. That's why you got to do it on your phone. Well, I didn't want to write it on my phone at first. I might try it now, but. It's, it's glorious. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's awesome. But when I've tried to write on my phone, it it doesn't always go quite as well as I hoped. My only problem with it is the autocorrect sometimes is a little too rambunctious. Autocorrecting? Mm -hmm. Changes words. It shouldn't be changing to words I don't want in my book. You mean but... like fuck to duck? I haven't had that one yet. <laughs> it's changed mine. <laughs> Maybe not from fuck to duck, but I've had something along those lines. But when I read to you what I've written, I see a lot of the changes it has made. It's not always good, but no, that's what editing is for, so I'm good. Yeah, and I think also what cripples me with writing my book is just there's a lot that I'm trying to combine from the different books that I've read that I'm trying to remember and making sure that it makes sense and keeping with what I want to create as a lore and you know, what they originated. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I don't want sparkly vampires, not that there's vampires in my book, but you know, something like that, you don't want sparkly vampires cause it kind of sounds stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You don't want... Um, you think too hard about what you've written. I think too hard about what I need to write. But and I that think, is the difference between us. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes to the depression and anxiety aspects. Is that when we get into something that we do like, it's kind of a, one of those moments of, but I got to do this, or I got to write this, and I got to think this way, and oh my gosh, there's this I got to add, and oh no, I forgot to, to put this here. And when you have depression, I think it does kind of hinder that or, you know, add to those thoughts. I think part of it's just writing, though. I think writing is just a difficult, writing books, novels, is just a difficult process. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. Even if you don't have any mental illness, mental health problems, you're still going to come across all those same issues, writer's block and whatever. And I think it's human nature to be worried about what you just wrote. Is it good enough? Is it any good? Is it flowing with what you wrote before? I always wonder, is my fifth chapter as good as my first chapter? No. Nope. I always feel like my, fifth, my first <laughs> chapter is always a whole lot better. I'm just kidding. It is as good. And yeah, I mean, the first sentence 
and your story may be like the best killer sentence ever. And then subsequent sentences are just like, hmm, the brain slipped a little there, slipped in some brain goo and totally forgot what to say. Mm -hmm. But I guess when you write hundred thousand words or whatever, you're not going to keep up perfect perfection the whole time. But how do people then like say Stephen King? They don't. Can I finish the sentence? No, I'm answering it. They don't. That's how. You don't know what I was going to ask, for but, sure. I don't keep up the same writing and attitude through the whole book. It, no, I it think comes it, and goes. If you read it, for instance, it's a very good book. It is a very good book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not it's because whatever. He keeps the tone throughout the whole book very well. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of sentences here and there that could be fixed, but that's because the editor missed them. And we can't compare ourselves to King. No, of course not. He's kind of like the King. Ugh. (sighs) He's been doing it a long time, and he has some bestsellers out there, and he kind of knows what he's doing. He has some bestsellers. I have a book that gives me enough money to go get McDonald's once every (laughs) six months published that's about it we are no stephen kings to compare to so no i'm not comparing us to stephen king i'm just wondering how do authors such as stephen king or even james patterson how do they keep up with it one they're like the tiger woods of authoring ship of writing authoring ship yes they were just born with the innate ability to write like a motherfucker so they were born with typewriters yes and in the womb and then <laughs> they've been writing for so long and that's all they do all the time they write for hours and hours a day no matter what so then that, how do you get the motivation to do that it's your job you get paid millions of dollars before it's your job how would peons like us little tiny peons you just do it so like nike sometimes to get motivation you just have to do it Neither one of us really had the motivation to do this, but look at look at us now. Here we are, and we're fucking casting like the best of them. Hmm. Sometimes you just got to do it, and once you get into it, you love it. And yeah. we enjoy doing this a lot. But yes, we do. We were a little uh, about it leading up to it today. Yeah, because you, once again, didn't have an idea of what we were going to talk about. Got to leave it to me again. And so, I'm getting the death glare. So and if so you don't you hear have from, have to do the rest of the talking for the next thirteen minutes. <laughs> oh come on! If you guys don't hear from me next week, you know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the death glare worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next week is Thanksgiving. No, it's not. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? absolutely positive well damn but we'll have something or will we yes we need to why because we already fucked this up once and quit <laughs> can't fuck it up again yeah and i'm going to, to ohio so that's what fucked it up last time yeah so you're but you're going again next week mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying 
We fucked it up last time because I went to Ohio. We can't do that again. But this time is not for bad reasons, like last time. Well, it kind of is. You're not getting as good of a food. True. But Damn straight, it's true. Not really the same as the bad reasons as last time. No, it's not the same, but it's on the same level. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think my mom would beg to differ, too. Yes, I know. I'm just teasing. I'm glad your mom's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the food, you have to admit, is way better. Well, you can eat it for all of us. No. You'll have to roll me in like Violet v- Beauregard from Willy Wonka. Isn't that what Thanksgiving is for? What, to become Violet Beauregard? To eat too much? No. And sure, become Violet B. Beauregard. Violet B. You can't say it? I don't want to say it. Why not? Because it's unnecessary. (laughs) Because you can't pronounce it? I'll probably do a lot of writing on my trip because it's on my phone. And that's easy and mobile. Oh, Lord. And what do you think you're going to write about? Do you think you might actually come home with new stuff? What? Do you think you might come home with new stuff? What kind of new stuff? I don't know. A new chapter to add. Like, it'll trigger... Yeah, that's what writing would cause, is a new chapter. (sighs) Or do you mean write about the trip itself? Yes. I'm not sure I'm going up to present day like that. Okay. That close. But I guess it depends what happens. If I, like, have some major mental breakdown or something like that, then maybe. If my family, like, goes into some civil war fight, we might write about it. Civil war fight? Yeah. Fighting against each other in a family. A country fights against each other. Yeah, I know a what a civil war each other. is. But why would your family have a civil war? I don't know. Why not? Why wouldn't they? Anything they don't have, happen. nobody has a civil war just out of the blue, just because, hey, I don't like you today. Well, if that happens, it might go in the book. Otherwise, it probably won't. <laughs> so I'm answering your damn question, okay? <laughs> no, no, you weren't answering my damn question, okay? But I'm probably not going up to present day quite that far. You might actually remember some things, though, when you go down there. I'll remember what happened when I'm down there. It's a shame that your parents don't have the old house because it might trigger some memories and such. Oh, the memories. What? Nothing. (laughs) Uh, I don't think the old house would trigger memories. I think it might. Your bedroom was cool. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's the first room you thought of. Well, yeah, because... You mentioned it a lot. Where? To me, throughout the years. Oh, I see. Or do you? I do. Mm-hmm. So and tell me more about your depression. It's there. Mm. <laughs> I have a tendency to... I prefer to hide it more. I, you know... I like to try and mask it with humor or with sarcasm 
depending upon what's being said, than actually sharing my real feelings. Is that why you don't see a therapist or talk to anyone? Well, I don't see a therapist mainly because so far the ones that I've seen, I just, I don't want to do the touchy-feely, you know, give myself a little warm hug and tap my little arms like I'm, you know, seeing Bob Ross. What do you want to do? I just want to vent. I don't want to... Then you tell them that and you decide your therapeutical route. My therapeutical. Interesting. Big word for a little man. That's the way it's supposed to work. And my therapist understands that. She lets me decide which way to go. She'll make suggestions. But if I don't want to do it, it's all good. It's all good. Well, that's kind of what they're supposed to be is Mm -hmm. to make suggestions. I just want to vent. I don't want to hug myself or pat myself on the arms to make myself feel loved and things like that. I don't want to be asked, and what does that make you feel? Because that is the most asinine question on earth. Because But it's necessary. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. There are other ways to ask how that's, you feel. That's how to get self-awareness and to understand your feelings or even to feel the feelings that you need to feel. It is completely necessary. I agree. It's a stupid question. And my answer is almost always, I don't know. Because it's impossible to answer that question, but it is an important question. I don't dispute that. Needs but there to are, be asked. But there are other ways to ask than how does it make you feel. There's a better way to ask because it just sounds so freaking cliched that it just it annoys me when I hear it. Well, then pretend I asked you the other way and answer it anyway. Well, I do answer it, of course. Well, there you go. I mean, it's so bad after all, is it? Yes, it is. Because it's a cliched question. So? I don't like cliche question. At least not that one. Maybe other ones. But not that one. I think sometimes you need more than medication. Yes, I agree. Sometimes you... And you need more than medication. Mm. I... Maybe. I don't know. But I need more than medication. Yes. Yes, you do. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you get irritable mm-hmm. with a capital I. Mm-hmm. And, and how does that affect our relationship? Well, it depends. Because, like, for instance, when it comes to um, pain, like whether or not it's pain in your body or pain in my body, you get... Um, super irritable like you get pissed off or really annoyed especially when it's in my body like about my foot and ankle and knee because when my flare-ups happen explain to the people (laughs) what you're talking about well i have crps which is chronic regional pain syndrome um and it is affecting my left knee joint, my left calf, my left ankle, and my left foot all the way through to the toesies. And um, look it up if you want to know exactly more details about it. But basically, it affects how I can move, how often I can move, and things like that. Um, Sometimes it creates um, a situation where both my legs are in pain and really hard to move 
And when I'm in those moments, you get very, 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 very annoyed. Not because you think I'm faking it, but because when you get agitated and anxious, which you tend to do over me, um, you just get, I don't know, you just get honorary. Should rename you Sean Honorary. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> I have no comment. I don't know what to say to that. No, I'm not, you know, putting you on the spot to say that you got to say something. But that's just how you are. Mm-hmm. And I am an asshole. I'm not saying, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you are. But I'm not saying that at the moment. That's not where I was going. But because of that, it kind of, at the moment, I say, affects our relationship. Makes me not want to open up to you about my pain, I guess you could say. You don't need to. Yeah, because you claim you can see it on my face. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Yeah, I can. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You can't see everything. So how does that affect your mental health? Well, it annoys me. Yeah. The times I've been in pain for extended periods of time kind of gets me down. Yeah, it does. And I think that exacerbates my depression. Mm -hmm. More so than, I mean, I've always, I've had depression. But I think what makes it ten times worse is the fact that, as you like to call me, a vegetable. (laughs) it makes me kind of not a vegetable an invalid i almost used your term again and it's i'm not a freaking vegetable but the pain gets overwhelming and so sometimes it just makes you want to cry and then it kind of creates an anxiety over doing other things because you don't know if this is going to cause you know more pain or if it's going to be just fine. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can be driving and just be fine and everything's hunky-dory. And then other times you could be driving and you hit the teeniest little pebble in the road and your leg spasms. But at least it's not your your driving foot leg. No, but sometimes that starts to kind of get irritated and seize. Yep. And I think partially that's because I use my right leg to hold me up more than my left. I, I what is the word? Um, Overcompensate. Yes, that's it. And you know the worst part? You have something in you that helps with that. You won't use it. I do use it. It's on. Uh, it vibrates. You haven't if I, uh, used it properly. It vibrates. Throughout my body. You haven't used it properly. Yes, I have. You're supposed to get that adjusted frequently. No, not frequently. It's been three years since you got it adjusted. And it's a pain in the ass. I have a remote. I have a freaking remote for it. And yet, I still have to go in physically. It's a, for all those listening, it's a nerve stimulator in her back that's connected to her spine that helps with the pain in her it's a nerve down. modulator. It helps from the hips down. 
and she won't get the 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 levels adjusted to effectively work i'm already pretty much at the max on everything mm, i bet you they would do a lot more if you went back just like they did every other time uh, i bet you you bet you mm -hmm. don't you know but what are we going to talk about next week what do you want to oh thanksgiving 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 and family and, and how we yes of course gobble 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 the turkeys of love and how we what I'll ignore that. <laughs> and how we deal with holidays i mean how do people who are banned from their families or are single with you know anxiety and depression how do they handle things like that this will be our first time Thanksgiving separate since we got married. Our first time Thanksgiving separate? Yes. Our first time apart during Thanksgiving. There you go. For the last 23 years. 20, yeah. We've been together for 23 Thanksgivings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had to I think said. about that for a second because we met um, in 98. So I was trying to remember. If we had been together then, but no, we've been together since 99. Living together? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we moved fast, folks. A little bit. Because somebody's impatient over there. <laughs> not me. Yes, you were. No, that was all you. So, that was not all me. So tune in next week for Thanksgiving, turkey talk, family talk, all the fun shit. Uh, thank you for listening. I will leave all of the links and uh, social media links in the description. We're also on YouTube. It's just audio, but it's YouTube. I have the link to that in the description as well. Yes, and you can see our pretty little picture of the two of us. Can you see that on YouTube? Yeah, that's I a... don't think you can. Oh, no. Maybe no. on our social media. No, it's no. somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. You don't want to see it. It's okay. So Yeah, but then you can see Mike's dreamy eyes. Everybody says he's got such dreamy eyes. And that's all, folks. <laughs>